This is Money Stories, Episode 10, Being Faith Forward with Your Business with Scott Williams. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Money Stories, a podcast where I interview fellow Catholics and Christians so we can all learn from their personal money stories. My name is Caitlin Kano. I'm a wife, mom, financial counselor, and student of all things stewardship. Today we're talking with Scott Williams. Scott is the co-founder of a company called Sock Religious. They make some really fun socks that celebrate the lives of the saints. We had a great conversation about building a business with a Catholic identity. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Scott. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, Caitlin. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. This is going to be a fun conversation. So um, can you tell our guest, what do you, what is your business? What do you do? And how does your, your business that you um, are operating, how does it celebrate our Catholic faith? Yeah. So um, my wife, Elizabeth and I co-founded this company starting and we started around November of 2017. The name of the company is called Sock Religious, which is a little bit of a, a play on world words. It's um, literally a Catholic sock company. So and uh, I, I worked full-time in ministry for about 10 years before we started this as kind of a, a side gig. And um, we just thought it would be fun to have a product that celebrates the lives of saints. And I was always kind of a sock guy. I'd wear a shirt and tie to work most days and would try to match up you know, National Donut Day with donut socks, or if it was the 4th of July, I'd wear my flag socks. It was just kind of my way to, I don't know, have a little bit of fun in the office. And I always thought, well, how fun would it be if we had the opportunity to, you know, celebrate feast days instead of National Donut Day with our socks? So that was where the idea started and it just kind of grew from there. It's so much fun. And I think I was telling you, we ordered um, socks for all my kids' teachers as an end of school year gift. And it went over so well. They just love them. They thought it was the greatest thing. So uh, I appreciate you having the product there because it's a fun way to celebrate our teachers, especially at the end of this crazy school year that we've had here. Um, So your company celebrates the saints and it celebrates um, uh, the lives of the saints. So how do you take your company, how do you operate it differently um, knowing that it's a company that's inspired by faith, do you use your faith within your business principles or, or how do you um, use your faith within your company um, operation? We, we do in, in several different ways. And we have a very, you know, faith forward product. So it's not like, um, you know, we have to sneak it in anywhere. So uh, it, yeah, we, the, the name of our, or not, not the name, but kind of the, the tagline that we've settled in on is, is starting conversations through joyful products. And one of the things that, that I've, you know, I've really dedicated my career to in several different capacities is bringing, uh, you know, our faith, our, the life of Jesus to, to young people, to, um, to parishes in new and unique ways. And this is just the way that it's kind of manifested itself now. And we have um, a team of people that, that, uh, that, that a lot of them have worked part-time in, in Catholic ministry. And this is something that they do on a side, like our graphic designer, our creative director, she still works full-time in ministry. Um, we find ways to 
kind of bring our faith and uh, other careers into a business and secular world, but in a very narrow Catholic and religious niche, if you will. Right. Oh man, that's awesome. And I mean, as we all know, we are starting to reopen after COVID and, and we don't know what the impacts are going to be on the economy and the world going forward. So has your company been affected by COVID at all? You know, we've actually had a little bit of a difficult time seeing how it has affected us just because when this first, you know, we started to see the, the curve raise, if you will, um, that was also around Easter time. So we were seeing a lot of people that were purchasing Easter gifts and, um, you know, our sales were really up and a lot of people were buying products online anyways. And most of our businesses through uh, online sales from direct consumer sales. So we haven't seen too much of an impact in that capacity. But one thing that we are pretty aware of is that a large part of our business has also been um, our wholesale clients, the Catholic bookstores and gift shops, the little mom and pop stores, um, things like that. And, you know, we don't know what that's going to look like. And, you know, whenever this is over, if you will. So we'll, we'll see how that impacts us. But we've really just spent this time doubling down on online sales and being as available to our wholesale customers as possible. Um, I even sent out an email to some of our wholesale people and just said, we're, we're pretty good at online retail shops. So if you are thinking about pivoting and moving towards an online uh, process, we're happy to answer any questions that you have. So yeah, we're, we're, we're seeing some effects in some ways, but overall we're doing pretty well. We're just using this time to be a little more strategic. Have you learned any lessons uh, as you're walking through COVID or are there any takeaways that you're going to use moving forward with this company that's based on faith and, and um, you know, integrates uh, employees that have positions um, at parishes. Are there any lessons that you're going to be taking and hopefully implementing to help your company grow? Yeah, one thing that we have looked at is where can we expand during this time, but also uh, cut costs at the same time. So we're, I mean, we're still seeing a good volume of sales. Uh, a lot of people are taking this time to, you know, send gifts to their pastor or, um, you know, send gifts to loved ones that are, are um, you know, needing to even socially distance or quarantine more than others. Um, so it's, we've seen a lot of people that are, you know, sending them just to, to send love to people, to, to put a smile on their faces. So that's, that's exciting in that sense. Mm -hmm. But I think that this pandemic has also given us a, a time and not just in a business sense, but it's given all of us a, a minute to hit the pause button and really evaluate, you know, what, what home looks like and what business looks like. And one thing that we are looking at is the possibility of just manufacturing our own products because the, the, the world of global logistics, I don't think is going to go back to normal anytime soon. So importing products from other countries is going to be relatively more difficult, I think, than it has in the past and more expensive if it's not more difficult. So we're looking at ways that we can mitigate that risk and uh, possibly even just manufacture our own products in our in our warehouse. So um, that's a pretty large endeavor, especially on the sock knitting side, because it's actually like our socks are knit and not 
printed on fabric. So between, um, we have the, the socks side of our business, but we also have a, a t-shirt brand that's kind of like Catholic humor t-shirts. So we purchased a machine to actually print our own t-shirts rather than outsourcing that to a company that we have been working with in, in Minnesota. Um, and the, we're learning about, you know, what kind of space we would need for knitting machines. Where are we going to source material from? Um, all of those pieces that we've never really looked at. So that's kind of the areas that we've been looking into. Right. And it's kind of forcing a lot of people to be creative. It's things that we never had to think of before when it came to operating a business. We probably just took for granted that we had that supply chain in place. And, um, and COVID's kind of brought to the light that maybe this is something that your company wants to grow into, right? And, and move forward, uh, having more control of, over those kind of things. Um, and you and your wife are obviously a young couple and mm -hmm. you're in a business that's growing. Um, there must have been some risk involved as you jumped into taking this on full time. What advice would you give to another young couple that's thinking about um, taking on a business or going into business together? I, I don't know if I could work with my husband full time as much as I love him. He's wonderful. And we, so, so we founded the company together, but she doesn't work day to day in the, okay. in the company. So okay. she, she's a full time and works, or she's part time, works as a, as a nurse and as an incredible human. But yeah, I think we would have a difficult time working nine to five together. <laughs> <laughs> and so what advice would you give another young couple that's thinking about starting a business? I mean, whether working together or not. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, regardless of whether or not my wife and I work day in, day out at, you know, in this office together, we, we founded this company together and we make decisions together as a couple, as a family. It's very much a, a family first business, but I mean, my recommendation is, you know, don't be afraid to try something. Like, I think we get caught up in, in what if it fails and if it does, fine. Like I have a, I have a, uh, you know, a big folder full of bad ideas that, but I, you know, but it's okay to, to, to dream and to, to draw those things up and, and see if it has, see if it has legs. And especially being, being young, you know, we, we were at a, at a position where, um, you know, we were a young married couple. We didn't have, kids yet um you know that, that's something that we knew would be in our in our future and we were looking at our at our options and we said well if this could be a thing now is the time to do mm -hmm. it like we don't want to be tied to you know having this big financial risk uh in the, in the future just if we can if we can do it try it and if it doesn't work that's fine then we can go back and you know start from square one we're intelligent people we can get we can get different jobs. We can, we can, figure it out. We can figure it out. So, <laughs> Oh, that's great. So was there a, was there a certain point you were looking to, uh, cause you had mentioned you were in youth ministry before. Yeah. At what point did you decide this was going to be a full-time thing for you? Was it a money decision or was it just, um, a time management decision or a combination of the two? Yeah. You know, that's, that's a difficult question to, to answer because, my passion really lie, lies in working with the church and it's really hard to leave a position that you love doing. Mm -hmm. And that, that was, that was one of the most difficult things. And I, I truly, truly mean that from, from the bottom of my heart. I think one of the things that is, that we, we really is, is difficult in the, um, in the church world is that we always knew that if I was going to be working in, in ministry and be a, a strong financial provider in our family, that we'd have to do something else. 
Um, unfortunately, like in the church today, we, we don't do the best as a whole. I mean, some individual parishes and some dioceses probably do pretty, you know, better than others. Um, but we're kind of right in the poverty line there in a lot of, in a lot of areas. And it, that's, that's difficult. Um, as a young family and, you know, just providing for myself, for, for myself and my wife, and she also had a job, it worked out fine. But we knew, you know, if we wanted to prioritize, um, you know, Catholic education, if we wanted to prioritize, you know, different things in our lives that we would need something else. So this, we, we didn't start this company out of, the the financial need for something but we quickly saw it to be that would be what is going to be the the extra uh you know side hustle if you will some people say um and it's just started growing and growing and snowballed a little bit more and um we got to the point where we or i was spending you know i was waking up and an hour early to work on the business before work. And, um, you know, during my lunch break, I was eating and responding to emails and I would be staying up late doing uh, X, Y, and Z. So um, at that point, like we just decided, okay, let's just make the jump in this. If we, if it doesn't work, we'll, we'll try something different. So, and it worked. So yeah. it is working. I should yeah, say. Yeah, it is working. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here because I uh, love having a, you know, I love having a Catholic company to support, but also having access to really cute socks to send to our yeah. teachers and to, you know, as a fun novelty gift. Um, and uh, more than that, I mean, it, it's, it's a really cool product. So, and now that I know that you offer t-shirts as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Well, very cool. So thank you so much, Scott. And I appreciate you, you talking to us and um, hopefully there's some other you know, young couples or just people who are thinking about starting a, a business and taking that leap of faith. And, you know, hopefully they can draw some information from this and, and use this to move forward. But thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you, Kaylin. I appreciate the invitation. It was a joy to speak with you. For more information about Compass Catholic Ministries, including the various Bible studies and services that we offer, please visit compasscatholic.org. If you enjoy Money Stories, please share it with a friend. You may also like Compass Catholic's other podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way, available wherever you get your podcast. If you have any comments about today's show or suggestions for future shows, please email us at info at compasscatholic.org. Thanks for listening and God bless.